Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Taryn Hatcher. Taryn, we have plenty to talk about, plenty to catch up on, and we have more Flyers games ahead here. 12 left in this regular season. But Taryn, I think a big topic of discussion in Flyers land among the fan base, among people in hockey, was the Flyers ending Keith Yandel's Ironman streak at 989 games. A lot of debate there. Overall, Taryn, what were your thoughts on the Flyers' decision? Did you agree with it, disagree with it? Are you down the middle? Where do you stand? Um, I feel like, if, honestly, for me, it's just... I think it's just tough because you're he's 11 he was 11 games off of 1000 and you didn't bench him right after he broke Jarvis's record. So it's like I get why they did it. Um I, I don't know that you know, I mean I don't know. I'm not in that position, but like if I was in that position, if that's how I would have handled it, but cuz at that point there's there were people that I feel like were still it, it, Based based on his play alone, I I get the decision and the wanting to play young players, but then you look at it and Nick Steeler gets hurt and two like he's out for two games and he's right back to playing and you sit there and it's kind of like, I think it adds an extra sour taste to the situation. Um, but yeah, I like like I said, I I get it and I I think the big takeaway for me from this whole thing was I give Kevin Hayes a lot of credit for the way he handled it when he was asked about it. Cause they're obviously very good friends and they live together and, and have been friends for years and years well beyond Keith joining the flyers. Um, and for Kevin to sit there and kind of say, as a team, we put Keith in this position. Like if we were, you know, we aren't winning games. And so they want to look at young players. We are part of the problem here. And to say that he personally doesn't agree with it, but he understands why it's happening. I thought that was a huge um, credit to Kevin Hayes, the way he handled that, what he said, how he said it, the way he chose to approach it. Um, and it, that's it's a very thin silver lining, but for me, it was a silver lining to the situation that he was able to get up in front of the press corps in a situation where typically, too, um, that would have been probably Claude Drew answering a question like that. And he was able to answer it the way you would hope a team's leader would answer that question. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Absolutely. Kudos to Kevin Hayes, who... Um, I think was honest, but also took a good leadership stance, like you mentioned, Taryn, on that topic. Yeah, for me, maybe it's the the, the journalist in me, but I, I'm kind of indifferent on the matter. Um, I kind of understand both sides of the discussion uh, from from people that 
cared about this this decision to sit Keith Yandel. Um, for me, I understood some people really wanting to see Keith Yandel get to a thousand straight. That there was nothing to play for in this season. They're not making the playoffs. Why bring more bad publicity to the Flyers uh, by sitting Keith Yandel? Uh, but at the same time, to act like the Flyers are a classless organization or they or they don't care is just lazy. It's kind of misinformed. The Flyers let him break the record and then some. He got to 965 to break the record. He ended up playing 989 straight games. So they let him break the record and then they had him play a lot more. They gave Yandel and his family a first class ceremony when he broke the record. I mean, that was first class. Family was on the ice, video tributes, gifts. Um, and Keith Yandel also had a no movement clause in his contract, too. So that was also a really nice gesture at the beginning of this phase in Keith Yandel's career with the Flyers. A no movement clause where he can't be moved. He's got he's got security for this whole year. So I thought the Flyers did a lot of good things for Keith Yandel. Um, they respect Keith Yandel. They respect the record and what he's done. And this was a time where it was... You know, they have to start looking at the future. They have to start looking at their kids. And this is the NHL, and this is a part of the business. So I really understood both sides of the coin here. But I really think to attack the Flyers for this is just – it's just almost lazy uh, to suddenly get upset about this type of thing. Well, and it's interesting, too, because of the same people that were hooting and hollering and screaming and yelling about not caring about his streak and this, that, and the next thing before he even broke it – were, were there, I mean, I could even, I try to pay attention to too much of it, but there are certain names that come up over and over and over again in your notifications. It's a lot of those same people that are cussing and screaming and yelling now about like, how could they do this before he gets to a thousand? How could they do this at all? The team, this, the team, that, whatever. And it's like, listen, if, if you, it, it's tough because if you want to find a reason to be irate, you were kind of given one here. Sorry. I thought I had my television muted and I didn't. No worries. Um, and if and if you're someone who wants to approach the situation with a certain amount of logic and reasoning, you can kind of argue argue your way out of that as well. So it's 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 the internet. <laughs> it's yeah. the it's the internet. I mean, it's the internet. It's people in person. I get that as well, but. <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's just not an ideal situation to be in in so many aspects of the situation. Yeah, and the Flyers somewhat brought it on themselves, obviously by signing a guy that has this kind of streak to a one-year deal. You put a lot of pressure on yourselves to possibly have to be the ones to end it. Uh, it's not a fun spot to be in. The Flyers put themselves in that spot by not only getting Keith Handel, but also having the season that they they've had. So tough spot for the Flyers. But I think both sides handled it professionally, amicably. Kudos to Keith Yandel. He's a really good pro, a classy guy, great with the media, and he handled it like a true pro. He was out there at Flyers Training Center that Saturday morning, the night he was going to sit, and he's out there with a smile on his face. He's working. Um, he's having fun. You could hear him on the ice. Um, you know, he could have easily just went through that, went through the motions. He didn't. Good for him. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices for all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. Taryn, the reason Keith Yandel did sit was because Ronnie Adder was getting into the lineup. A young prospect, 23 years old, out of Western Michigan. Uh, a guy that just signed his entry-level deal. And the Flyers want to get a good read on him. He's played three games now. 
And I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing that you're getting a read on these kids in chunks of games. You need to get the best read possible going into next year. What have you thought about Ronnie Adderd and some of the young players that we're getting a chance to see here? Uh, Ronnie, we talked about this a lot on the post-game show yesterday. Ronnie has showed some good things, but a lot of them seem to be especially contributing forward, um, like offensively moving forward with the puck. Um, defensively, there were some – like the first period of last night's game against Columbus, I think Ronnie Adder would like to flush that 20 minutes, and he probably should want to flush that 20 minutes. It's not a great showing. Um, but – I mean, he's shown some positives and he's young and he's big and, you know, he has all the kind of things you look for as some as one of the prereqs for a defenseman. So there's that. I really, honestly, I, I really like Noah Cates. Like he's kind of jumped out at me the most. Um, you know, he gets his first NHL goal last night. I, I just, I think I've, I wouldn't, I didn't really have any expectation for him because I didn't get to see a lot of him playing, but based on what other people were saying and what I'd read about him and the prep work I'd done on him, I think I had a, a certain um, like level of respect in terms of what I thought Noah Cates would bring to the table. And I, I think he's kind of done that to be totally honest. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Darren. I've been most pleased to see Noah Cates. I, you know, it's, it's cool to see him go from a fifth round pick in 2017, this tiny skinny high school kid to, looking like a pro, looking like he could be a part of this thing for the Flyers in the future. I've been very pleased, and it was really nice to see him score that goal. And Ronnie Adderd, I think it's good that they're letting him play through mistakes. He hasn't had the best three games. He's a minus six. Uh, obviously had a tough debut with the minus four. But Mike Yo talked about letting these kids play through mistakes, and I think that's really important because, quite frankly, wins and losses do not matter zilch at all right now. And if – Ronnie Adder goes out there and plays big big minutes and makes mistakes, but you lose. Oh, well, no big deal. At least he's out there. He's playing. He's learning. And the organization management is getting a read on these kids as best as they can going into next year. The same for me goes with Morgan Frost. I want to see him on the top line. I want to see him playing with the best players right now, getting big minutes, big face-offs, because if he fails in those spots or at least struggles – it's fine. I don't care if they lose or win. I think they really need to get a read on these these young players. And Morgan Frost, I think, is one of them. Ronnie Adder and another. Noah Cates, Cam York. Uh, we can talk a lot about these kids. Taryn, with Cam York, he's really starting to play that top pair role, huge minutes. Are you starting to feel like you're getting a better read on what he could be next year for the Flyers? Yeah, I mean, I think – and, you know, JJ acknowledged this. Obviously, I think he'd prefer to be on the other side. So that's kind of a big thing. But I I think it's it speaks volumes to the fact that Provorov looks like such a different player since him and Cam have been consistently together. Um, because that means that I think Ivan respects and trusts what Cam can do, which means a lot more than anything that I'm going to say. Because when Ivan doesn't, trust the the defenseman he's playing next to you can tell in the way he plays and I think a lot of Ivan's struggles have been mentally him getting in his own way but a lot of times that's because he's overcompensating because he feels like he has to because of whatever is going on around him it it seems like he doesn't feel that need with Cam as much it seems like he feels a certain amount of steadiness with Cam which is a, a great 
a great thing for the Flyers in the future if, if Cam Atkinson can, you know, be that that steady guy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's taken a little pressure off of Ivan Provorov. I feel like we're seeing that because Cam York is certainly a guy that can move that puck. He can transition it with his legs. He's not a stay-at-home guy. Uh, Justin Braun was a stay-at-home guy and a real steady, safe guy and a really good defenseman. Uh, but I think Provorov benefits a little bit more from a guy that can help him do more. Uh, Provorov can maybe take a little pressure off his shoulders, uh, give that puck to Cam York, and let him make some tough decisions as well. So I think it's benefiting both, and that's a good sign. But there is that <laughs> caveat, Taryn, of them both playing the left side, uh, which is interesting. So, you know, we'll have to see how it plays out. But at the end of the day, if those two are going to play together, one has to play the offside. We'll see if they can make it work. But at least we're seeing both those guys play big minutes, big situations for sure. Well, Taryn, there was no Ryan Ellis at Picture Day. There was Picture Day on Wednesday at the Wells Fargo Center. It's the annual team photo day. They do it every single year at the Wells Fargo Center towards the, the end of the season. And uh, obviously a lot of guys missing in terms of trade casualties like Claude Giroux, uh, Justin, Justin Braun, Derek Broussard, guys that left at the trade deadline. Uh, but there was no Ryan Ellis. Uh, some people were tweeting at me, having some fun. But also, some people also worrying that, like, why is Ryan Ellis not there? Does he not want to be there? So on and so forth. Kind of the fun stuff you see on Twitter. But I did want to address it because I don't think it's a major reason to panic or wonder why he, like, doesn't – like, he wants – he's a flyer. He's he's on the flyers. Uh, there's a good chance he had a medical appointment already planned for that day and had another obligation to attend to for his injury and diagnosing it, getting it fixed, and being ready for next season. But uh, do you feel like we just need to kind of calm everyone down there about the Ryan Ellis not being at picture day? No, I think he's a ghost. <laughs> um, I don't think like, I, like, I don't think a lot of these players care at all about picture day. Like I wouldn't even be shocked if he was like, Oh shoot, I got my days mixed up. I didn't realize today was picture day. I'm not saying that's what happened. I have no Intel on that, but like, like I think I don't know. It's just not, it's not like it's a huge deal for them outside of like today they knew they had to go to Wells Fargo to practice instead of going to the skate zone to practice. They knew they had to be at practice 45 minutes early to take a bunch of pictures that they most of them didn't want to take anyway. So I like, if you're reading too much into picture day, I, maybe it's time to pick up additional hobbies outside of, outside of like flyers, hockey, Twitter. You know, and that comes from two people who make their living talking about Flyers hockey. Like, and that's no disrespect to anybody. It's it's just one of those things where it's like some some things are not big, big gestures that are supposed to have big implications. Sometimes they're just like things that happen in life. Like, like you said, he could have had an appointment today. He could have had, you know, to pick up one of his kids from school sick today. He could have had to – actually, I don't even know if he has kids. But, like, he could have had so many things to do today that file his taxes. I don't know. There's lots – there's an endless possibility of things. And I get people being like, well, if you care about the team and blah, 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 yada, yada. Again, I'm saying to you, like, I don't, I don't know that in the grand scheme of whatever he could have had going on today, he could be sick with a stomach flu today for all we know. Like, we don't know. 
And for people to always speculate worst case scenario, I understand why we all do it as people, whether it's for entertainment or as a defense mechanism or whatever, we do it. But sometimes it's just like, just mellow out a little bit. Just mellow out at the tiniest bit. It's picture day for a group of hockey players. Like, we're not talking about like your mommy getting you ready for your fifth grade class picture and it's a big deal and you don't get your picture taken often. These guys literally have professional photos snapped of them all game, every game, all the time. And and you think like I just people yeah, sometimes uh, read into things too much. Right. That's the perfect way to put it. Like I, I, I don't want to tell fans how to feel or not be passionate. I'm glad they're passionate about the Flyers and they're constantly looking and re- and reading and watching. But yeah, sometimes you don't have to read into every single thing. Like uh, Ryan Ellis not being a picture today, you don't have to dissect that and I- analyze it and go in depth on wh- why he's not there. Uh, for example, James Van Riemsdyk was not at the 2019-20 team picture. If you remember, he broke his finger a couple games before that, and he was going to a medical appointment to address the broken finger. So they had to superimpose him into the picture. It's you know, Ryan Ellis is injured, so there's a very good chance he already had a medical appointment that day. Or like Taryn said, could have been anything. Could have uh, been pink eye. Could have yeah. been a fever blister and he didn't want anybody to know. Could have right. had a big old zit on his face. Right. Could have just gotten a wart removed on his face. Could have had a, a litany of things. Bad haircut. Accidentally shaved half his beard off. There are so many things that could be going on in his life that are – that like. I, I people's minds always want to leap to what their interpretation of the situation is. And so often that is not the reality of the, of the situation. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I just, I urge people to be careful with speculation about like the guy not wanting to be here. Like, let's not, please, like, let's not speculate on something that serious. Like he wants to be a flyer. If anything, he's probably even hungrier to be a flyer and to get back right because he wants to prove something to the city of Philadelphia and his teammates and the organization that acquired him. Uh, give it time. Lest we heard from Chuck Fletcher, they were going through treatment plans and whether he needed surgery or not, they were looking into it and uh, they still believe he can be fully ready for next season. We'll see if that changes, but that was when we last talked to Chuck Fletcher not long ago, that they believe Ryan Ellis can be ready for next year for opening night. And we'll see where it goes from there. But not seeing this pic- at picture day does not mean he doesn't want to be there. It doesn't mean that the world is ending. It happens. JVR was case in point 2019-20. But fun stuff in Flyers land as always, Taryn. And we have more hockey to watch and cover. I know you have pre and post game live on Thursday with uh, the row game against the Blue Jackets. It's on NBC Sports Philadelphia Plus. And then a very special Saturday night game against the Ducks at 7.30 on NBC Sports Philadelphia where the team will be honoring Lou Nolan in a pregame ceremony. So Taryn Hatcher will have all that for you on pre and post game live. Mm-hmm. Taryn, I will. Yes, she will. <laughs> Taryn, so great seeing you. So great chatting with you. Thank you so much, as always. A big thank you to our podcast producer and guru, Ben Barry, for always being flexible with our time. And Flyers fans, of course, as always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen, and we can't wait to talk to you next time.